Hello everybody and welcome to Brumbagoon. You will not get there on a road bike, neither outside of the balcony with your trainer. No, 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 because I'm doing it with my open up there. So fatty wheel tire in front of me and then obviously no wheel on the back because I'm doing a lot of indoor trainer outside of the balcony. So it's not technically indoor, it's more an outdoor thing, but it's still super enjoyable. I'm exploring a lot of this Watopia thing, and I think that Simon should be pretty proud of me. I have never done anything like this, I was always against it, but right now that we have this weird situation, I don't feel like going outside and ride, even if everybody's doing it here in Switzerland, but I really don't feel doing it. Probably it's because of all the news that are coming from Italy, I don't know. So I'm doing it indoor, and I can tell you that it's pretty, pretty comfortable on doing it. My Wahoo Core, it's really a good video game to play. It's fine, you jump on the trainer early in the morning, you do hour, hour and a half, whatever it is, you get the shower and then you're free to do a lot of things, like doing a lot of podcasts like I'm doing. And that's super funny. But yeah, this seems like to be the period of uh, digital races and digital training. And that's exactly the topic that I'm gonna talk about today. Yeah, um, I have a really, really good friend of mine, Jan, he lives in Bern, and he's inside of the equipe of communication equipe, communication team of the Tour de Suisse. And then from his feed, or I don't remember from where, but I saw that Tour de Suisse is organizing something parallel to the classic tour, that his name is Swiss Digital 5. And is a digital race happening in a platform called Ruvi. One of those digital platforms where you can do your training and uh, you are actually taking everything and you are transported into one of those amazing climbs and alpine passes and stuff and uh, they are doing it together so the main partners are three tour de suisse of course ruvi and velon uh, that is this kind of uh, association built up together by 11 different pro cycling team and also giving us a lot of super cool data and so, the, yeah, they're organizing this amazing event. It's a five races, five independent races event where the pro are taking part and also the amateur are taking part. So I got astonished with that. I said, okay, that's an amazing thing. And then I asked Jan, hey Jan, whom can I talk with to know a bit more about this Digital Swiss 5 thing? And he told me, of course, you have to talk with Oliver, Oliver Sun. Is an ex-pro and now is co-CEO of Cycling Unlimited, the company that is organizing the Tour de Suisse. And that's what happened. We sat down together with Oliver and we got to know everything about it and also some future plans. Well, people, sit down, relax, or put your headphones on while you're indoor training and listen to the old story. By the way, the Swiss Digital 5, sorry, the Digital Swiss 5 is gonna start in more or less one week actually is the 22nd of April and it's gonna be broadcasted by the Swiss TV, the Swiss national TV and also somewhere around in the internet. But yeah, first of all, get some context and listen to Oliver and me talking about that. Uh, and the last thing, just a technicality. I recorded this episode via phone call. This means that I could not split uh, the episode in two different 
audio tracks this means that there are some background noises i hope i really hope you don't mind that anyways i'm super sorry um yeah enjoy it hello everybody we are talking on the phone today because technology is not giving us any hands but i think that the audio is fine and uh, you're not gonna hear so much my voice shaking even if I'm interviewing somebody yeah, that I really love to interview, especially for the innovation and also for the kind of, I don't know, it's, I don't know, I never interview such a person, such a high in hierarchy in a, such a big bicycle race and tour. But apart from all these things that I'm saying, because I'm turning around all the time, I just want to say hi and welcome to, to Oliver, Oliver's son. Hi, Oliver, how are you doing? Hi, Stefano. Uh, I'm do I'm good, thank you. I'm uh, enjoying a bit of time working from home and uh, enjoying the spring turning out here in Switzerland. So all good. That that's perfect, and uh, yeah, I think it's also a perfect thing for me as well. It's so cool to to see such an amazing days with this sunny weather outside. Yeah, indeed. Uh, it's it's really. I mean, two weeks ago it was almost snowing, and now. The cherry trees are blossoming, so it's, it's going quick now. <laughs> Time's flying. <laughs> that's great, that's great. So just for me to give two words about Oliver, and then I will let Tim introduce himself for a bit better. So I'm talking today with Oliver Sun, that is the co-CEO of Tour de Suisse. And we are talking today about the amazing project uh, adventure probably, I can say, that they put in place this year in these weird times that we are living in. And I'm talking about the Digital Swiss 5. But let's start from the beginning. Oliver, give us an intro about yourself. Uh, well, hello, Stefano. Thank you for, for having me um, on this podcast. I have to say, it's actually the first time I'm on a podcast. So uh, I've, been, uh, I've been watching and listening in to, to a few of them, and it's, uh, it's great to be here. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> Well, um, as you said uh, earlier, I uh, normally organize uh, Tour de Suisse. I'm the, the co-CEO of the Tour de Suisse Association, but also of its partner or sister company, Cycling Unlimited in Switzerland. Um, we not only just organize uh, Tour of Switzerland, we also organize some mass participation events such as uh, the Alpenberve or uh, the Tortur, which is the, the longest uh, the biggest long distance uh, race in Switzerland, which goes around all Switzerland uh, in happening in August. Mm -hmm. I've been in cycling for quite some time, used to be an, an elite cyclist in the 90s. Um, since I stopped in 96, since then I've been mainly on the organization side uh, with various uh, organizations, various races. Uh, and since 2013, I work for Tour de Suisse. Um, I've, I own my own uh, agency together with uh, my co-owner, Robbie Hunter, which is an ex-professional cyclist, where we also uh, do some other events, such as the Tour of Guangxi in China, which we help organize. And we're also an, an athlete management company. We've got some athletes, mainly cyclists and motorbike drivers we're looking after. So my life revolves around sport. Most of it cycling, and uh, I'm very grateful I 
I can have this this life and work in in the surrounding. I, I really enjoy and I've been growing up with. So, pretty happy fella. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, well, Oliver, before out completely of schemes and stuff, I need to ask you two questions, and they are a bit more about yourself. The first one is, Oliver, how many bicycles do you have? And the second one is, which one is your backyard ride that you enjoyed the most? Uh, I actually just have to think. I think I only own two bikes. Oh, a road bike and a mountain bike. Mm -hmm. um, I have to say I do prefer the road bike. Uh, there was a phase after I stopped cycling when I rode on a mountain bike more often, but in the last five, six years, I really enjoy a lot getting back on the road bike, uh, mainly with friends or also by myself. Um, and, and my... That's a good good question, which is my favorite ride. I mean, I live right at the German border, so I've got the Black Forest 10 minutes from my home. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have to say, Black Forest is a fantastic area to, to ride in because um, it's, there's not much traffic, nice little roads, uh, hilly, but unfortunately with uh, getting older, also the going uphill is not, not so much fun anymore. So um, I'm, I'm less in the Black Forest, but uh, then I'll drive along or ride along the Rhine uh, around some lakes here in the area. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic area here between Zurich and Basel to ride in. So it's probably, probably to sum it up, the, the, the best thing about riding in my area is I've got so many options and, yeah. and so many nice rides that also vary a lot where I ride. Yeah, 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 I can see the point. And actually, it was in my plans for this spring, and soon for sure we can do it again, uh, is to ride a bit of gravel there in the Black Forest. Everybody told me that there is amazing. They're reading the back door of the Black Forest, and riding gravel there is amazing also. Um, and the Andy Kessler told me that there is really good, and all the guys that are living in Basel are, tell, are telling me that. So, yeah, you're right. A lot of options there. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, cool. So we were talking about, um, yeah, this uh, episode is going to be this amazing project and uh, idea that you got at a certain point. And this is the idea of the Digital Swiss 5. So the question that I would ask you is, let's zoom out for a second and tell me how this thing, this concept came maybe if you can give us a bit more of context tell me when you really sat down with your team on a table and you started having this brainstorm how this idea came and how everything developed well the funny thing is we actually didn't have time to brainstorm on this whole thing <laughs> um we uh, no honestly we we pulled this out in 10 days um but we didn't start at zero because we've we've already started working with ruby Mm -hmm. uh, our digital platform partner um, about nine or ten months ago we formed a partnership because we wanted to create uh, opportunities for for amateur cyclists to ride on a regional tour de suisse roads digitally that was the aim so in winter we can announce the tour de suisse courses for the next year mm -hmm. and then amateurs can already go on those courses and and uh, and enjoy them so we already had a lot of the basics done before uh, this whole corona situation came up and and uh, 
this was about three weeks ago. Suddenly, I got a call from from one uh, one of our contacts at uh, Velon, which is the organization formed by eleven of the World Tour teams, mm-hmm. um, who, who knows the situation, who knows that we're working with Ruby, and he rang me up and say, "Hey, guys, there's no cycle races happening in April and May. Um, the cyclists are bored at home. The teams have no, have no visibility. Uh, there's no sports on television." Um, isn't there a chance we can do something together? Uh, we could bring the pros onto that platform and, and ride some, some digital racing. And that happened on a Friday morning. And by Monday, so four days later, um, we basically had a concept together, uh, how we want to do it. We started working very hard together with Ruby and Velon to create the idea. To, to discuss how we could do it. We brought Swiss television on board because we knew that they are also lacking live sports, obviously. And uh, then within 10 days, we were at the point where we could announce it because everyone has the same interest. Everyone's got the same problems at the moment. And it's uh, despite the, the, the crisis we're in and, and the, the very tragic situation a lot of the people are at the moment, we're we're in a fortunate situation to be able to offer something to people, to cycling fans, to to pro cyclists who, who can't race, to teams who have no visibility, to us as an organizer who, who also has to force had to force to to cancel the Tour de Suisse. Oh, yeah. So everyone had the same interest, and we could just you know put it together. It's a lot of people who know each other, who trust each other, and 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 that made it easy to to pull it all together. Yeah, no, that's great. And actually, the concept itself so is to create uh, five different stages that are completely different from the state, completely that are different from the stages of the original Tour de Suisse. And the concept is that put everything together, put everything together with uh, the team themselves, the two partners that you mentioned, uh, and as well the Swiss TV stream and putting everybody all together and make them ride these five stages on a digital platform, Ruby. Exactly. I mean, I mean uh, it's five individual races, so it's not a stage race. There's no general classification. Okay. We, re- we really use five um, uh, courses we already have uh, prepared. We had prepared with, uh, with Ruby, mm-hmm. and we make five individual races. So we will have a flat race, we'll have a hilly race, and we'll probably have three mountainous uh, races. And the teams, the, the, the professional cycling teams, they will ride each of the races with three of their riders. Mm-hmm. Um, which will be racing at home on their um, home trainer, uh, and we will the TV will make a production based on the the virtual platform where we see uh, the cyclists, but also with uh, cameras that the riders wow. have at home, uh-huh. and then cut it together into a hopefully very entertaining one hour race each day. So that's great. So the point is that the teams are subscribing, let's say, taking part of this event, but they, for example, can choose three different riders for each different st- for each different race. So exactly. three, three yeah. of them can participate on the first one, three other completely different ones can participate on the other one. It's something like this, right? Exactly. That's, that's the idea. 
Um, first of all, we want to have the best riders suited for, for the course of the day. We can only do that if we can exchange the, the, the riders. Um, and, and the other thing is also all the teams, they have 25, 30 riders who are now sitting at home. So we want to give a chance to as many as possible to participate in one of the races. Um, and, and with that, teams can potentially have 15 riders racing racing one day at least. And, uh, I guess it's it's a challenge for them. I've spoken to some of the riders, and they're really looking forward to it because they have no, they've got no goals they train for at the moment. And, and with an event like this, at least they know what they're preparing for in the next two weeks, and then uh, hopefully create an interesting race. Yeah, that's that's really that's really great. That's really amazing. Maybe let's talk about that. So first of all, because we didn't mention that the Digital Swiss Five is gonna start on the twenty second of April till Sunday of that week. So till the twenty sixth. Yes, exactly. Yeah, perfect. So be tuned there. And also, you said that is gonna be streamed. So there's gonna be a streaming on the Swiss national TV. Well, it's actually going to be not just streamed, but it's going to be live on the, ah. the TV signal. Ah, okay. Um, and uh, we're at the moment in the process of also distributing internationally. There's a, quite a big demand uh, from international broadcasters because it's the same everywhere. No live sports. Uh, so we don't know yet quite for sure where it's going to be seen, but uh, for sure everywhere there's no TV broadcaster. Um, subscribing for it they, it will be it will be visible on, on streams on, on various uh, online platforms where we can show the race so our goal is to to show this to as many people as possible to reach as many cycling fans in the world that are bored at home and waiting for the next race to happen and, and uh, i think we've got a format that's that's interesting even though we do it for the first time as well uh, it's it's going to be a learning curve for everyone, but we are quite convinced that uh, it's going to be interesting and, and there's going to be uh, also a bit of a, a new feel to cycling because it's going to give a deeper insight also into the cyclists who participate. You have cameras on, on them, you will see them working uh, for the race. There will be even interviews during the race wow. with, with some of the riders. So, so we're going to get even closer than than we do on the normal cycle rides, and, and I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's something for sure. It's something new. It's really a good evolution of that. So uh, for sure, there's gonna be something that is gonna be special only for the Digital Swiss Five. There's gonna be something that you can import also in the normal race in terms of everything, in terms of communication, in terms of organization, in terms of communication with the team, in terms of pitching and everything like this. So it's gonna be a complete, that's the cool thing, you know, in this kind of difficult situation, challenging, not difficult, challenging situation, the cool thing is that really you can explore some new fields that can be, yeah, can improve everything out there. And actually, that's why I liked a lot the first point that you put there. It's something that is completely independent. It's something that you already were doing for the amateurs, but that you can actually put together for the pros in order to have the best out of their, yeah, of this period of them just that are laying around in their flats, in their apartments, in their places. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's... 
um, it's basically a white piece of, of paper we start drawing on, and, and that's not what we're normally working with. I mean, if we organize any cycle race, we're within a pretty thick book of UCI rules. Um, there is a lot of contract on TV production, TV broadcasting. There's also a lot of um, tradition in, in, in cycling, which you feel at every end of the sport and, and here we have something completely new and uh, and it's it's also it's it's also very exciting to do that but i have to tell you um, it's, it's it's not it's also not that easy for for people who have been working in the sport for very long to to also think a bit outside the box and we're in a very fortunate situation that we have some people in in our company who just came on board uh, maybe a year ago, mm -hmm. look at the sport a little bit uh, differently and, and maybe have a, a step further or look at it from a step further back than we do. And, and that's what made the difference in, in this time to there is a crisis. What do we do? Let's embrace it. Let's be open minded uh, and, and, and create something despite the crisis and, and try to, to give something back to the sport that has brought us where we are. And now, now it's our turn to, to help the fans and, and to help the cyclists and the team to, to create something in a very difficult time. And that's, that's absolutely fantastic. And we all love working on this. Yeah, it's really, it's really, really good, fantastic. And it's really cool that you're starting seeing, everybody was starting seeing, but you oversaw this thing, cycling from another point of view. This will help for sure the evolution of the sport. So, Digital Swiss 5 means five stages. I have been looking your website and your communication sources since a bit of time now, but still, I didn't see a description of them. Can you tell us something more? Um, well, to start with, I can tell you there's a good reason why uh, we haven't published uh, the, the courses yet. Okay. Um, we're still we're still working very hard on them. Okay. Um, as I explained, you know, this this came about very quickly, and we had a lot of basic material. Um, maybe it's important to note this stage that Ruby, our platform we're working with, they uh, base their courses on on film, so they go and film the roads, uh -huh. and then the cycle the cyclists are on the computer put onto an actual film. So it's not like uh, Zwift where everything is graphical. Um, this is a film of the road and the landscape and the riders ride within that. Mm -hmm. um, so there has been quite some courses already filmed uh, last year, luckily, but we have to make them work now for a one hour race. This is what, what we're going to do and also an agreement with television. So that means we need that the perfect courses to create a one-hour race, and, and that's where we're still working at. We actually had to go and film one more stage ourselves uh, yesterday mm -hmm. in order to, to be complete, and we hope that by the end of this week we will be able to decide what the state of the courses are. The plan is to have uh, one flat course, uh, one hilly course, and three mountains courses. Oh, wow. uh, also, this way we can sort of have different 
good riders in, in, in different races. So we'll have probably a lot of sprinters participating in the flat courses and maybe some classic riders in the hilly course and then the, the climbers in the, the three mountain stages. And, and I think that's going to give us a good mix in, in riders who participate and also uh, an interesting mix of, of different kinds of racing because the courses are different. Okay, okay, okay. So you cannot give us at all any sneak peek on that. Uh, if you well, want to no, keep no, it really. secret, you can do it. You can also say shut up, Stefano, please. No, you no, no, no. That. Don't worry. Uh, uh, to be very honest, I, <laughs> I don't know uh, in detail what we're actually going to do. Okay. Um, the only thing I do know is uh, that we, we're actually hoping to finish off on the last day to have really the the queen race or the queen stage of Tour de Suisse with uh, with the Susten Pass, that's the plan. Uh-huh. We have the Susten Pass in it and the final climb up to Andermatt. Um, but it hasn't been confirmed yet by by Ruby, who, who has to do it all. Um, uh, so that's the idea, that's the plan. We hope it's going to work, but uh, to confirm is still a bit too early, unfortunately. Okay, um, also here, out there, to everybody off records here, we the day that we are recording this episode is April the 7th, Tuesday. So maybe for the time that you're going to listen to that, there are going to be, I don't know, maybe more info or a bit more. We're, you are uncovering a bit more the cartons, let's put it in this way. And so anyways, all the description in the description below, there's going to be all the information. Um, still talking about the course itself and uh, talking about the different races for this different day. Uh, you gave us already a bit of info about that, but how does it work then with the stages to decide them or whatever? You told us already that the, there's people out there that they are filming the course itself, the, the parkour that you are deciding to include or not during the race. But how does it work, actually? There are people out there with the bike riding, with somebody filming them, or you are riding every single option in the way that you can understand as well if it's rideable or not, if there, there's too much snow, or if it's okay because of, I don't know, cars and stuff. How does it work? Um, yeah, it's actually logistically not a, an easy task. Yeah. And... Um, so Luckily, we, as I said before, you know, we, we started working with Ruvi already um, summer last year. So Ruvi went out to actually film quite some, quite some courses uh, based on the information we had then uh, for the Tour de Suisse 2020. Uh, and they actually went out with a motorbike. So they got a camera on a motorbike. They tried to get a, a time when there's not much traffic. Mm -hmm. And uh, they film it. They, they try to stay away from. Uh, they try to stay away from uh, traffic as much as possible, and uh, go based on the, the route description uh, to which we have created to the Swiss, and, and then film it. They, they try to go the same speed as the cyclists. Mm -hmm. Uh, they, they try to drive the, 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 cycle, the way the cyclists drive to create the best possible image for, for the cyclists. And, 
uh, and then it's, it's converted digitally and, and uh, all the advertising, the bannering, uh, the arches are, are put into the, into the course. And for, for the stage we have filmed this week, we went actually out on a, with a car. Uh, that was our race director, David Lawsley, who went out with his car, with a camera mounted on the car, mm-hmm. and then drove the, the, the course he filmed yesterday. And we hope it's going to be the right quality. We are waiting Ruby's feedback if, uh, if he's done a good job. And uh, yeah, then we can use that stage as well. That's great. That's really great. Um, still, you were talking about the main partner of this project to make this project happen. We obviously, I'm talking with you, so the organization of the Tour de Suisse, Cycling Unlimited. Then we talked about Ruby, they are the ones working on the platform itself. There is the third one that you briefly mentioned that is Valon. What are they gonna add to that? That's, that's right. I mean, it's, it's really three, that's the three center partners. And we've also got Swiss television who, oh, who helps us a lot um, because they, we need them to, to plan a, a good TV product. Um, but Velon is, is the, an organization owned by 11 of, uh, of the world tour teams mm-hmm. and they can uh, act or negotiate or discuss in the name of those teams. So when we spoke with Velon and, and, and designed the idea, that also meant we knew exactly how the teams think and feel. What do they need? What can they bring to the product? How are we going to do it? Um, instead of discussing it with 11 teams individually, that made it much easier. Uh, and, all, and it also straight away basically confirmed that we're going to have a lot of World Tour teams participating in the event. And that's, from a communications point of view, something completely different than when we say, oh, we had a good idea, but uh, and we have one or two teams that agreed to participate. We knew straight away mm-hmm. more than half of all the World Tour teams are going to participate. Yeah. And um, that's from a... Also, from a negotiation point with Swiss television, with, with sponsors, that's a completely different thing. So they're a very important part in, in this, yeah, designing this idea, creating, creating the, the actual races. And we're very grateful that we have this. We always had this good partnership with Velon um, already in the past. We were one of the, the first World Tour organizers who actually contracted ourselves with Velon because we as an organization, we believe we need to work with the teams. Uh, only if the teams and the riders who participate in the Tour de Suisse also benefit from what we do, then then, then we are going to benefit too. It can't just be our organizers' interest. It has to be everyone's interest. Without the teams and the riders, we can't have our race. So let's work together and, and try to create... Uh, new things that are going to be, uh, benefit everyone and, and that's what we've done since 2017 and now we're in the lucky position that we actually uh, have formed a very good uh, cooperation with them so we could create this digital Swiss 5. Yeah, that's amazing and also another thing that I believe that Valon puts on the table and on the organization is also their great work that they do behind everything that is related to data and to tracking. 
we all know yeah. that actually Velon itself is the one that for the Tour de, France, Tour de France and for all the streamings brings out all these data that are really cool during the race. I'm talking about, for example, wattage and heart rate and all this data here. And I truly believe that also adding this extra layer of data in a race that is also pretty important because it's a bit more static, you're riding on your trainer. Putting this extra layer of data is also another thing that makes this project even more interesting. Yeah, of course. I mean, the whole the whole data thing is is something that really developed in in the last few years, and and Melon is, is basically the only uh, the only partner who who has the know how and also has the the connection to the teams to actually get them to participate in in uh, uh, in, in these ideas. Because in the end, you can only gain data if you if the riders and the teams agree for that. And, and with Melon. They have worked on this for years and they've got a, a good way of, of showing it. And uh, that's one of the things we have done in the past with them um, already. And uh, sure, it's going to make it more interesting for, for the viewers and uh, either on television or online to, to get, get a better understanding what the athletes actually do. How much work is it? It's not just a, a easy spin. It's, it's hard work. And when you see the numbers, when riders go up a mountain or they sprint for a stage finish, uh, when you see those watts they push, that gives you a, a good a good idea how much work it is. That's thanks to the the data we can we can display uh, from Velo. So of course, very important. Yeah, it's really cool. Actually, it's, I'm laughing. I'm smiling. Let's say because I have my um, numbers partner of this podcast. That is Simon. By the way, hi Simon. Uh, is really really into these kind of things into these kind of numbers and all the time that we are watching maybe into different cities because he lives in Bologna into different countries itself uh, he's chatting with me all the time that he's watching a stage whatever race telling me ah did you look him did you look at him uh, he was pushing up I don't know eight kilos um, eight watts per kilos up to these mountains here whatever and saying what the hell are you saying then you check this number and then you understand Exactly. <laughs> it was the one convincing me on uh, getting uh, a power trainer, the one that I'm using right now. But otherwise, okay. I don't know, I'm usually the one going out and riding by heart. Yeah, I'm, I'm much more on that, uh, in that world as well. I don't have a power, power trainer as well. So to me, it's all a bit uh, abstract. But, you know, I, I know a lot of people are very interested in, in uh, in seeing these data and talking about it. And I think it's what I said before, you know, it gives you a, a, a better insight in what does it actually mean. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and of course, you know, these days, the more you know about a person, the, the closer you can get to, to understand what it has to, to do and to deliver, uh, the more interesting it is for people. And, and therefore, I think it's really a cool thing, even though I also know a lot a lot of people they don't understand it or they're not interested in it, but in it. But that doesn't matter. I mean, it's we're not going to do everything for everyone. Of course. But we we try to 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 deliver things for for different aspects and and different categories or kind of people who are interested in different things. So, you know, some people want to watch the the churches next to the the race course, and other people want to see the the wattage the riders push. So. Yeah. I guess cycling has a lot of possibility to bring a lot of things together. 
is exactly the thing that I'm saying all the time about my podcast. I try to make cycling as much as inclusive as possible. If you like numbers, you have the number side. If you have the, uh, if you're a bit more keen on the adventure, you have the adventure side. I also talk about food from time to time because that's another thing. The most quantifiable thing that I can see about cycling and numbers together is how much food I get at the end of a race or at the end of the ride. That's the only thing that I like to quantify. It's more or less also a power thing, right? The more you, you the more you push, the more you eat. And that's amazing. Yeah, it's true. It's also, uh, 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 how you say that? It, it is like a number. It reflects what, what, uh, what you've done. And it's a cool way to measure it. <laughs> of course. Uh, there is also the category of people who measure it in beers we can drink afterwards, but I think we shouldn't talk about it too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Especially if you have to take a car to go back home. Here in Switzerland, it's pretty cool, exactly. by the way. You finish your ride and then you take a train to go back home so you can drink as much as you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, cool. So another aspect Seth, that I want to ask you is about the audience. Of course, this is going to be... You, so you are planning everything to be the most appealable, the more appealable as possible for the audience itself, for the crowd. But are you trying to involve live also the crowd inside of the race? I don't know, for example, you were talking about interviews during the race. And that's something, I don't know, with live questions or comments in uh, comments during the race or things like this. Do you have something in plan for that? Um for the races we're going to do now in in april the, the digital swiss five not because okay. it is designed as a, a tv um show so uh, there will be a tv commentator who will ask the writers some questions mm-hmm. um but we haven't talked about it if these digital swiss five are gonna are gonna work well and and we're gonna create a lot of uh, audience watching it one of our, de- our ideas is also to then maybe do the digital tour de Suisse in June. Because oh, we wow. had to cancel it last week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and then we have more time also to prepare this. You know, it, we didn't have a lot of time to prepare the digital Suisse 5. So we have to streamline a little bit what we're going to do. But if we're going to do the digital tour de Suisse, we will have more possibilities to, to also create different ways of communication um, with the athletes uh, and and the direct communication uh, or the involvement of the audience is certainly something we will we will look into absolutely that's great actually i don't know i have 700,000 of questions about the possibility of the of a digital tour de suisse but I will actually say, let's keep it for later. If everything is going to happen, if you're going to plan it, and if it's going to happen, we're going to make another interview, and then I'm going to ask you all the questions that I have in mind. Because the first question that sounds good be, to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going yes. to stop here, because otherwise the first question would be, are you really thinking about making a seven hours on a bike indoor? But that's another thing. We can ask this one to Thomas de Gant, probably. He does it. That's often. good. That's good. But the answer is no. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we know it right. Let's keep it here. That's a tease for another episode then let's put it in this way exactly <laughs> um 
I just want to ask you another question about another part. You talked a lot already about uh, the teams and everything that is uh, behind Velon. Uh, everybody already answered with a lot of enthusiasm. Do you have some, uh, I don't know, feedbacks or opinion or whatever from riders themselves? How did they take the idea of themselves riding on something like this? Um, yes, indeed. Uh, I'm, I'm also working as a rider agent, so I've got a few athletes I'm actually looking after. And, and when we created this idea, um, we also spoke with some of the, the riders just to, to understand, you know, what, are, what, what the situation is they are in at the moment. And, and I mean, basically, the, the, the summed up feedback from all of them is we go and train. It's spring. It's good weather. We can go and, and ride and train most of the riders at least uh, in switzerland and in countries where they don't not in a, in a proper lockdown mm -hmm. but they have no they have no goal to train for yeah. there is no there's no immediate challenge awaiting them and, and that's very difficult for them because they live an, a very structured life um, they have clear goals they're working for and and that's completely missing now so they're super happy to have uh, events like this, uh, this Digital Swiss Five. They can actually look forward to and train for, for it and, and, and maybe have also a bit of a, a, a different scene in, in their life. So far, they've just, you know, they go out for some ride or they go, go on the rollers and, and that's it. They do one, two, three hours and, and, and that's it. But now they, they have a structure again because they know between the 22nd and 26th of April, there is racing on. Uh, they will have to prepare. They know the races are in the evening at quarter past five. So they can get a structure and, and goals in. And, and that's very important for them. They're, they're all super, super happy and super keen to participate. Yeah, by reading a bit the news and by reading a bit the, um, the press release and stuff, I've seen, if I remember a couple, that teams like Bora Hansgrohe, CCC team, the Coney Quickstep, EF, and of course I'm missing somebody, but a lot of these pro team are really happy and keen to be part of it. And I think this is already, obviously you built up everything already knowing that this could happen, but that's already a great success. If these people, if these racers, if this team are happy to go together with you in this innovative project, wow. Yeah. Um... <laughs> It is. Uh, we have uh, all but two World Tour teams are going to participate. You see? Yeah. Um, so it's only Goffidis and Astana who will not be part of it. Ev all the other World Tour teams are going to participate. And not just because they have an obligation. No, we invited all of them and they all said, yes, we want to be part of it. And and that's that's fairly cool. I mean, that that's that's really showing you how important it is for them also to to be seen to, to have a visibility for their sponsors in times where they also uh, have challenging times because you know their sponsors maybe have financial difficulties or, or they doubt why they should pay so much money when when they're not seen on television and we create the possibility for them to be to be visible in in racing in five days in april so there's a huge interest out there and, and uh that what makes it even more exciting for, for us to yeah, to create this opportunity for everyone. Yeah, great. Really, really great.
another question that I want to ask you. So in the last weekend, the just in the past weekend, um, you actually was you actually were beaten on time uh, from uh, the first really thing like this that time that happened. And I'm talking about the Ronde lockdown that was the digital uh, race, the visual race that the Tour de Flanders organized, and also the Ronde Van Swift that is more or less the same thing without a sponsor on the pl on a different platform that is Swift. Did you watch it? How did you like it? Um, I have to be honest, I didn't watch it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I've been, uh, I've, I really have been working flat out for the last three weeks. Uh, because of the Tour de Suisse situation and, and the potential cancellation. And uh, we, we decided on the, on the cancellation last week, Thursday, then Friday, we, um, we announced it. There was a lot of media work involved with that. And then I just needed the weekend off and uh, went for a ride myself, spent okay. time with my family. And I knew it was on, but it just didn't fit with my riding schedule. So I, I haven't watched it. I only read about it and I've spoken to people who've seen it. Um, and, and I think it's it's great that other organizers and, and other platforms also do things to, to keep cycling alive and, and on television and in the media. That's important now. Um, and, and um, you know, of course, it would have been cool if we have been, would have been the first ones, but that that's not really the most important thing. The important thing is that things happen, events are created, new opportunities are created, and the audience is, is accepting that and, and tuning in and watching in and talking about it. That's helping our sport in general and, and therefore also us as an organizer. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's a good start. We will, we will lift the excitement, hopefully, uh, to another level with having so many teams participating. But uh, I, I welcome all the initiatives that are around to, to create uh, racing and, and visibility for our sport at the moment. Yeah, you know what? I watched it, and if I can tell you, okay, of course, completely new world, completely uh, going be going in the digital world or whatever. But probably the thing that I enjoyed the most is seeing and watching the setup of the different riders. For example, there was Oliver Nazen that was, I think, he was in a cellar. It's it looked like a bunker. And so seeing his setup there, it was pretty cool. There was Remco Evenpool that he was outside in the garden, and this was really cool. There was Alberto Betiol that was in his living room, also this one, amazing setup. This kind of thing, really jumping into the life, the life of the racers, of the rider themselves, and seeing them in their normal daily environment, and making a race with so much effort. We saw, we also, Greg Van Avermaet, pushing it for, I think, 450 watts, it was his average. So going crazy on that, but doing it in their garden or a bedroom or living room. This was the aspect that actually I loved the most, really going at the cyclist place. Yeah, but exactly. That, that's what I meant before when I said, look, this is going to give people even a closer look or insight into, into the athlete's yeah. life um, because they do it at their home. And, and that's, I sometimes call it a bit, uh, I'm not even sure what the right word in English is, voyeurism. So the, the people oh. want to see how do, how do cyclists live? How do they train? How do they do their job? And with this platform, we have the chance to get a bit closer. And, and that's one of the reasons why I also think it's going to be really exciting. Yeah. And also the other thing, usually you see the riders, apart from bigs, breakaway, 
and uh, other things, or um, time trials or stuff. Usually you see all the riders together in a bunch and they're there in their peloton and uh, actually they're all the same with their uniform. They look more or less the same or whatever. Here they are there, they're real, they are in the bedroom, they're individuals. And that's the thing, actually, you're going to see a bit more of characteristic of these people by watching that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really good. Really, let's, let's make cycling, also pro cycling, a bit more real and human. And I think that with this initiative, something like this can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think we have the chance here and, and we, we need to try to make, make the best out of it. And uh, maybe it, it's something that it's not going to transform one-to-one into, into the normal cycling again uh, after Corona, but it maybe can give us a little bit of, of a push to, to explore new possibilities and, and to create uh, new pictures of, of cycling, which is going to help the sport anyway. Cycling needs, needs development. Cycling is probably one of the oldest sports that still does exactly the same what they did 100 years ago it's just different roads and different bikes but other than that it's the same thing and we need some development and, and this can help yeah definitely definitely the innovation the, innov- the innovative part is really yeah exactly yeah. well oliver i need to ask you another couple of things and actually we'll condense this one merge this question into what are you looking forward the most of this adventure that we're going to kick in on the 22nd of April? And what is a bit making you nervous and uh, taking a bit of, let's say, sleep again, sleep away from you in this time before the race to start? Um, it's probably the same thing. I mean, I, I, I'm really looking forward to creating something new and hope that people will accept it and, and embrace it and, and, and watch it and, and be positive about it and, and, and take some joy and, and also hope in difficult times away. But then on the same on the same topic, you know, it's always when you do something new, is it really gonna gonna happen the way we think? Are people gonna accept it? Are they gonna enjoy it? Um, is it technically going to work properly? I know we're doing everything we can to, to make sure everything's going to be in place and, and will work. I've got a, a fantastic team that's working on it and also our partners are working really hard to ensure that. But anything new, you never know how it's going to turn out. And, and uh, so excitement and fear are very close together in, in, in this matter when you create something really new. But look, I'm... I've been in the sport for a long time and I've, okay. uh, if I'm not scared of something, it's a challenge. Uh, just do whatever you've done for the last 10 years. Again, that's the easy part and, and that's not really uh, what excites me. Exciting is create something new and bring it out to life and, and that's where we are. Let's hope it's going to work out. Yeah, of course, of course. Let's keep the finger crossed anyways. You put together this whole organization in such a small amount of time that I truly believe there's going to be a learning curve. This is going to be super steep. And for sure, next one, next yes. things are going to be so cool and so innovative that people will actually also be, let's say, uh, see the things in a bit lighter way if something doesn't work 110% perfectly. So, yeah. Yes, I agree. Mm. 
Cool, Oliver. I think that I'm done with my questions. Also because I wanted to ask as well, what's next? What's next? And uh, you told me already something. You gave me already uh, an answer. And uh, hopefully we're going to make another talk about something bigger. But for now, just uh, you have done great things, really, on taking out from your head this amazing thing. And I really hope that I can actually maybe in the future just compete together against the pros in something like this. Maybe this could be another evolution. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> That's always one of the one of the the ideas behind it. Um, we will for this digital uh, Swiss Five. We will have an, an amateur race okay. every day in the evening. Okay. So the the pros will race from uh, quarter past five to quarter past six every uh, evening. And then at seven o'clock, we'll have uh, an amateur race on the same course which the pros did, where everyone in the whole world can can participate. Um, it's not racing against the pros, but you can, of course, compare yourself with the times and, and the, the powers the, the pros have, uh, have pushed uh, just an hour before. But yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe in the future, we will be able to race amateurs against pros we have some ideas in our head but um we're not quite there yet we will have to take it step by step and, and develop uh, the platform and, and the concept a bit further and then uh, i'm sure our innovative brains we have in a company and, and together with our partner will up will come up with some good ideas for uh, in, in that direction absolutely perfect then thanks a lot oliver i don't know do you want to add something else that's something that we missed in our talk No, not really. Uh, I'm, I'm very thankful I could uh, join you. Uh, interesting experience. And uh, I, I do hope that uh, a lot of people go out and uh, watch Digital Swiss Five, at least one of the races, and, and also give us an honest feedback what they think about it. Because we can only get better if, if we know what people think about it. And, and then we will make sure we'll work on that to, to make it even better in the next step. So uh, thanks for having me. And uh, if there is a reason to do it again, I'm happy to, to be part of it again. Perfect. And uh, we can say that. So if this is going to happen for the bigger Tour de Suisse, we're going to have another chat. And once we, are, can, we can get out probably for riding the bikes or something like also in pair, we should have a ride together once. I will come there Absolutely. to the Black Forest to enjoy a bit of your backyard and ride there. Absolutely. Happy to have you. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Oliver. All right. Thank you, Stefano. Well, people, it's really about this kind of different explorations on this lockdown period. I know we are talking all the time about going outdoor, being inspired and everything, and it's gonna continue to be like this. But now, we don't talk a bit more about inspiration and uh, innovation and cool initiatives that are bringing us out from our pain cave. I mean, we are still everybody of us in the pain cave, riding on top of a trainer, right? We can dream about going outside, but also having a look to something a bit more innovative in the digital part. It's super, super good. What do you think about that? What do you think about this indoor training and digital racing? I think it's a good thing and something like it's a good entertainment for all of us in terms actively and passively. But let me know what you think. You know my contacts. And uh, let me know also if you have a trainer and where, on which bike, actually which bike you put on the trainer. It's super interesting. That said, I want to just say thanks a lot to everybody of you 
that listen to that. I really hope that you liked this episode. And if you did, just share it with all your friends and enemies and whoever you want. And uh, apart from that, I want to say thank you as well to Open that is doing amazing things and really, really, really recommend everybody to go to their website and subscribe to their newsletter because Andy super often shares amazing thoughts about everything, not only about bikes and exploration. That said, I just want to say that, yeah, stay strong, stay home, and I will talk to you next week. Ciao!